Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. Now I know we've been away for about a, a week or so, but it was Labor Day weekend technically when we record. So you gotta give us that one. But it's the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished Cigar. What's up, young world? It's your boy, D-Flow. Uh, let's get straight into the shit. Um, you got an all-man? Anybody? Anybody got an all-man? Not at nah, all. Nah, Life all is man, good. Man. Life Chilling is good. McMillan. Yeah, uh, I got a little bit of one. I think I might have tore some shit uh, working out, but hopefully not. My my. Uh, uh, hopefully not, bro. Yeah, hopefully what not. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was bench pressing and, it, well, free weight best bench pressing, so with the dumbbells and not the barbell. And I was feeling fine the day of, but the next day, all the muscles that deal with moving and changing the direction of your, your pecs and all that, them, them shits ain't feeling 100 yet. So we're going we gonna to monitor the situation. But um, it just was a bad week for health with me. Like weekend at least, cause yesterday I got to meet Tamika Mallory and I got to catch back up with my son, who we've bumped into each other a couple of times. We got an interview with my son coming out very soon, but um, yeah, met up with them. Um, got I basically for the job that I'm working with currently went out there to to promote that a little bit, and they were there it was their event, so I got to meet Tamika who is one of my heroes, my my current heroes. Like, I really respect that young woman. Um, and it was dope, but I didn't eat the entire day, and I didn't drink anything. So I was out there yes, from, like... Yeah, you were wild right yeah, there. Yeah, I was out in the sun from, like, 12 to 5 with nothing in my system, and I got I hope the, your mom listens to this podcast episode. Fuck that. See, I had the wildest mild migraine. So I was fucked up in the game yesterday. But, um, yeah, so those are my old mans. My old man. I hope when you got home, you ate and went to sleep. My nigga, I I went to Wendy's. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Now nah, we don't we don't do the fast food shit. That you know what I mean on this side. I know this podcast. We don't do the fast food shit. But oh, I went to Wendy's. I got two burgers. I got fries and nuggets. Damn. I I ain't give a oh, fuck. My nigga bro. went and lived the best life, boy. <laughs> I was walling, bro. My nigga was, was like, like, oh Wendy's. Yo, nigga said all nuggets? Of this shit, bro. Bro, in my mind the whole At time. At least it wasn't McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. At that's that that's the lowest of the low. That's when you at yeah, your That's when you at your point, worst. I got to say a prayer for you, bro. I yeah. got to say a prayer for you. <laughs> you at that yeah. point, I don't know. That is the only oh, thing man. around you at that point. And you hitting the the McDonald's. 
miles? <laughs> like, Facts. There has to be no other restaurants for five miles, bro. You have to literally be starving, and there's no, no other option. Well, the thing was, like, fuck it, man. After Tamika Mallory, I, the plan was to come home, change my shirt, and then go out to see Distinguished's performance. I came home. I was like, yo, I have to close my eyes because my head is pounding. I went, closed my eyes, opened them shits back up. It said 8 o'clock. I was like, all right, well. Let me head over to D. <laughs> Headed, I got there around nine. And by the time that was done, it was like 12 o'clock. So it was like my options are already limited. And the only thing in my mind was like, yo, just go to Wendy's. Got to Wendy's. I'd have one. I was like, yo, just get a number one. Call it a day. Looking at the menu. You can't you can't go to these places hungry. So you look at the menu. You see shit. The menu's gonna rape your pockets. You seeing shit that you know you ain't supposed to be eating. Mmm, jalapeno Damn. poppers. I wonder how that's gonna taste, nigga. Get the number one and go the fuck home, nigga. Like, nah, boy. <laughs> that's that's uh, the type of time I was on yesterday. But, Damn, um, bro. All right, so if we don't got any all, other all men's, then we got the VMAs. The VMAs happened last night. Obviously, oh, me and Distinguished did not see it. I'm assuming float. You didn't see them shits either. I saw the highlights today, and my goodness, oh, there's there's a lot to talk about. God, now the highlights I did see. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, I didn't get to see, but I definitely saw the highlights for sure. Okay, so you already know. So uh, where are we starting? Because we can go to Chloe, we can go to Busta Rhymes, we can go to Normani shit, nigga. We can go to fucking Little Nas X. Where y'all want to start? Oh, I don't even <laughs> know what the fuck happened with Busta Rhymes. So maybe you know, update me on that shit. <laughs> Okay, huh. so uh, Buster Rhymes did a, uh, basically he did a nostalgic set, and he also did you know some you know I think he did one or two songs off of um his latest album, The Wrath of God, uh, Part Two, um, right. which is a fire album, um, but a lot of people were saying why Buster was never awarded the Music Vanguard Award. For all he fucking did last night. I didn't even know Buster was set on the bill to perform. The nigga, the nigga, yo, Buster was performing shit he did with rappers that wasn't even at the show. So I'm trying to figure out who messed that up. If he was supposed to get an award, I don't think he was under the impression. But as I'm looking at the highlights and as I'm reading comments, people were upset. So I mean I don't, I don't know I don't know if Buster is there just yet I mean I think he's in you know how they have the Hall of Fame and like every year they right. put a, a certain group in I feel like he's definitely within that grasp of the Hall of Fame but I just don't know if his if he's gonna be appreciated just yet um, because there's a long list of niggas I think that needs to be appreciated for their works like I think Missy just got in there maybe or just got her award maybe a year or two ago. Missy definitely just got her shit I think a year or two facts. So, and that just just happened. And on my list, uh, Missy is above Buster, and I I fuck with Buster. Buster was my favorite rapper when I was a kid. When I was a kid growing up, Buster was up there because of his creativity. I, mean, I, I think Missy and Buster fall in the same category. They came out the same time. They were putting out music around the same time. I just think Missy made Missy is way more creative more. than Buster. She's a little, she a little is, bit more creative. Missy I has you, contributed more to the game. Because I was about Missy to say has, that I think Missy Missy has contributed okay. a bit more to the culture than Buster. He has proteges. Um, she's still active, and her influence on artists is still very much prevalent today. Like Lizzo 
is to me a protege of Missy. Like maybe not directly, even though Missy did endorse her career in the beginning. But um, Lizzo, you got Lizzo, you got uh, Ciara. Ciara is a protege. Yeah. Like so, um, to me, she's in a got, different category. You got, you got Tweet, even though we don't hear Tweet no more. Tweet that was as shit. At one point, Tweet was fucking dating Missy Elliott allegedly. Um, uh, who else? And also, uh, Missy is also res- uh, responsible in in some part for Jasmine Sullivan's career as well. And you got Missy uh, being connected to Timbaland and what Timbaland's doing right now. Oh, yeah. Timbaland Missy is in being God's connected status to too. Aaliyah. And Pharrell and all of them. So, you know, all of that, that to me puts her, that's what separates her from Buster. But in the rap, in the artistry gang, yeah, I think they're in the same realm. I think they're in the same area. And Buster, let's not forget, Buster got hits. I'm not saying that. Out but, the ass. Yeah, but I, ass. I just don't think it's his time yet. Um. So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with. So Buster. wait. So so wait. So we need a versus. We need Buster Rounds versus Missy Elliott. That would be a fire versus to me. They. I. I so, think versus yeah. needs to start doing that, mixing genders and stuff. Um. And that would be. I'd be here for that one for sure. That would be an interesting one. Buster versus. That would be Miss. a very interesting one. Know. Right. That would be That'll interesting. Be a very interesting one. And that might spark people. Fi- you see, what's happening with some of our older acts is something needs to spark for the younger generation to be interested in what the fuck they're doing. And I think that that is what the issue is right now is like Buster's in this weird space where the younger generation doesn't really know him for anything. The younger generation knew Missy for what we just said, her protege acts and the fact that she's still kind of she still has a, a little bit of a stamp on newer shit. But I think that yeah. the world isn't really checking for Buster right now for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think Missy has a bit more, um, what's the word I want to use? Songs that are still relevant right now. Right. You feel me? Like, you could put on Lose Control right now, and it's still a danceable record. It'll hit. You feel me? Like, Missy has dance record, like, choreography-driven records. So those shits are life, lifetime, lifetime records. That's the word I want to use. She has lifetime records, records that are going to be still relevant 10 years from now because it's just great choreography stuff. So the younger generation is always going to be slightly tapped in and um, they're always going to be kind of familiar with Missy. So, yeah, I think that's, what, that's what's going to work. You want to get to Miss Chloe? Chloe? Oh, Miss <laughs> Chloe. Now, before I get ahead of myself... I just want to. I just want to say this. Okay, damn. I think that Beyonce's camp knew exactly what the fuck they were gonna do when they signed these two beautiful young people. They knew exactly what they were going to do in terms of marketing, branding and making sure that they are also unique as a collective, but also very distinctly different. Now, from what I'm looking at right now, because I'm going to call the spade a spade and a fucking circle a circle, okay? Chloe, we know you've been having some real deep, intricate conversations with Beyonce because around this time, that's how you know niggas been doing their fucking due diligence and they've been doing some fucking research, okay? Check it out, y'all. Around this time, 
Chloe is 23 years old. Around this time when Beyonce was 23, Beyonce started to do the same exact shit. Performance style started to change, get a little a bit more frisky. That that fucking Sasha Fierce was coming out a little bit before we even knew who Sasha Fierce was. The dancing was getting a bit more raunchy. And then we started to go, we started to move away slowly from singing records and now sing rap, rap sing type records. And then these, you know, wild ass music videos and song choices that we're choosing to sing about. That is the direction that Miss Chloe is headed. I think Chloe is going to be the next Beyonce. Now, before, you know, on this show, I think we were talking maybe Normani. No, no, no. Chloe wants it. Chloe wants it. And that ass got fatter. I don't know if anybody paid attention. That ass was not that big last year. That ass is, that got fatter. That nigga, Diggy Simmons, is punching the air right now. Diggy, you punching the air right now, nigga. <laughs> Diggy Fuck. Def- <laughs> is definitely punching the air right now. <laughs> not Diggy. This is not a TV show. Your niggas is not on Grown Up No More. It's over. Okay? It's over. All right? It's, 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 it's getting bleak. She's about to date an NFL player in like two weeks. Okay, <laughs> she's about to date some nigga that's friends with Michael some B. Jordan. Athlete. It will be some athlete. Some fucking nigga. athlete. It's gonna be a big name nigga. You're not gonna be able to. Is there diggy? You're not gonna be able to compete. It may not be an athlete, Listen. but she keep fucking around. She's gonna be on. She keep fucking around. She's gonna be on Drake's radar in a minute. She's gonna be on. She's gonna be a certified no! lover girl. I'm, no! letting, I'm letting y'all know that right now. She keep fucking around, and if I he, won't be surprised if, if you see. Ain't already in the DMs, if, bro. If he's not already talking about, yo, you want to remix "Girls Like Girls"? I think. Yo! <laughs> I think. I think I got a place for you on there, but nah. Oh my god. I mean, what I think this is, and maybe this will be what. This might sound a little controversial, but everybody kept saying that if Aaliyah was alive, R.I.P. Aaliyah, that there may not have been a Beyonce. I don't think that would be the case. However, maybe this is going to be, and this is not putting the young women against each other. Both of them can win in their own ways and get to the top. But I think this would be one of those dominant eras where we could see Normani and Chloe pushing each other to be the very next best things coming out of female R&B pop. Like, Normani's doing her own version of killing shit. The only two things I'm hearing about from the VMAs is Normani and Chloe. I ain't hear about nothing else. I ain't hear about the winners and the losers. I had to look that shit up. We'll talk about that in a second. But one, Chloe is definitely doing the Beyonce blueprint. Like, anybody who gets offended by that, I've seen a lot of internet chatter that's like, let Chloe be Chloe. Yes, Chloe is going to be Chloe. She has no choice but to be Chloe. But it's the Beyonce blueprint. It's right there That's in what I was front about of to you, say. son. You I'm can't like, deny I'm, it. I said the same shit yesterday. I was just like, yo, how is power people? From when she dropped the video, I saw the, the little chatter start to happen. But I'm just like, yo, like, how are y'all upset when her mentor, mentor. is Beyonce? What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> What Niggas are we, is so the dumb. The minute I saw so the dumb. video, bro, I was just like, Beyonce, Beyonce <laughs> directed this shit or some shit because this is a hundred. This has Beyonce slapped on the screen. And y'all gotta understand, Beyonce is forty. Beyonce not looking to do what Chloe is doing right now. Chloe was 
flipping across that motherfucking stage like a 23-year-old should. Beyonce Facts. is 40. I don't know if y'all getting another on-the-run tour with Beyonce coming Probably from ceilings not. and shit like that. Y'all may not Probably get not. that, son. No, She's 40 years old. I, I remember, I said this shit from a while back. Beyonce needed to secure a legacy you did say for this, her Deeplo. to start bowing out. Correct. You did and say this. I think she I think she's might have found it. I think she I don't think she expected it to be Chloe. That's my only disagreeing with you distinguish. I don't think she expected it to be Chloe, but I think once Chloe started to bloom and really started to open up, it was like it was like, wait, bitch, you, this, you want this shit, bitch? I ain't say less. Like I got This you. is like, what happened, D this is what happened, D Flo. We already covered this on the podcast a while back. What happened, my good brothers, is that when the fucking internet was coming at Chloe crazy, if we remember the other day, and the internet made her cry. Niggas made her cry on Beyonce on Beyonce's internet. Beyonce and Blue Ivy Park was like, we're having a production meeting first thing tomorrow fucking morning. Chloe, be, be there with your parents. This what the fuck we gonna do. All that chitter chatter is dead. You're getting in the gym. We're getting you on a fucking diet, and we're going to make sure that the other, these niggas, you, you ain't fucking with niggas for three months. If you want to fuck, bitch, use your vibrator. We'll buy you thousands of them. Meanwhile, we're going to have you in the studio. We're going to do 50 tracks, and, 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 and this is what's going to happen. This nigga always got to go months, to the extreme. You're gonna rebrand your, in a few months, you're going to rebrand your shit, and when you come back out, when niggas start talking that hot shit, be like, I mean, it's my body. I could do what the fuck I want. She just did it. She just did. She just did a video earlier, I think yesterday, and somebody was talking about her video, and she said, "Yes, yeah, my body, and I could do what the fuck I want." She's arrived. So realistically, what shit. happened after all of that shit? <laughs> realistically, what I think I think happened is when Beyonce found them as as young women, as little girls, not even young women. Let me not even say that. As little girls, they were talented, and something about them. Something about them probably reminded her of her sister and herself in, in some small way. Not saying that she saw the next Beyonce, because I don't think anybody could have predicted that. But what I do think happened is as time went on, Chloe started to make it more evident that she wanted to be an entertainer. And we started to see this during the BET Awards in 2020 or 2019, whenever that shit happened during the pandemic. And what we had said on the podcast at the time, and some people, again, thinking it's about competition, and it's not about that. You just notice certain things. When they perform, Haley is performing, but she's getting through the song. She wants to sing, and she likes to sing, but performing probably is not like, she ain't trying to throw herself on the floor and do all those dance moves and all of that. She can do them, but I don't think her heart is 100% in that lane of it. She likes to sing and maybe she likes to act, which is why she went into the Little Mermaid and landed Shout that. Shout out to Little hero. Mermaid. But Chloe wants to be a motherfucking performer. And there's that I'm not saying that to put them against each other because they're both going to be successful in their own lanes. I just think that when they come together, it's going to be what it's going to be Chloe doing a lot of the wild dancing and whatnot. And and Haley is is she likes to sing. She likes to to be out there, but just not as strongly as Chloe does in the dancing and in the, the theatrics and all of that. And there's no knock to her on that. It's just a different lane. She wants to do all that shit in movies. And I think that that is going to be fire. 
And I think that's probably where Solange, you know, Solange went her own route, but that's where, like, Solange, you see the Solange in her, right? Like, she's going her own route. She's doing it the way she wants to do it. But Chloe is saying, I want to be a motherfucking entertainer. I want the world to see me step out on stage and scream for me like they scream for my mentor. And so I am going to look at everything that she did, and it was successful, and she's my mentor. So you can't knock her. You can't say, oh, she copying Beyonce. Uh, okay. The fuck? That's her, that's her mentor. Cool with it? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, you can't knock her for that. She signed to Beyonce. You can't so, knock her. I don't. I I didn't comprehend it. I was just like, I could understand this is some other chick. Just you know, whatever. This chick is actually signed to Beyonce. Like Beyonce is her boss, right? Obviously, she's not going to release a record that she didn't approve. That she didn't see the video. She was probably she was probably with her during the choreography when she was learning the choreography. Like, yeah, that's a fact. I love that. That's this is where I agree hundred percent with Distinguished. They had a conversation. Beyonce had, her to be had to have a conversation and said, this is what you're going to do for your breakout. You are now in That's your it. early 20s. At 19, I wasn't comfortable with you being overly sexualized. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe Chloe was out there smashing, you know, Diggy and her were dating. Maybe all that was happening when you was 19 and 20, but we ain't wanted out there in the streets. At 23, you are a grown woman. Do whatever the fuck you want to do, and I'm going to help you break out like how I broke out. I, I know I had y'all as a unit, as a two-piece, but this is how y'all break out of that without it becoming this messy situation where it's like you leaving your sister in the dust or this, that, and the third. Let her pop off with Disney. That's a big check coming. Now you come and be a fucking entertainer. Do do this, do that, and you're going to make it to the promise That's land. That's it. I mean, like, yo, like, what's the point of having Beyonce as a mentor and she not teaching you the game? Like, I don't, I don't comprehend that. And I think... You you said it wonderfully. At the end of the day, she was just like, "Yo, my sister about to be the next Disney star, like little, little fucking mermaid, really? Like, come on." So I think she just felt like, you know what? I know what her life, what the trajectory of her life is about to go to. I need to step my shit up to put myself in a predicament to win as well. And she decided that this is what she wanted to do. She wanted to get out there and be the fucking bomb ass entertainer. And what better way to do it than to do it with someone who's already done it? And good at that too. We are looking at the next age of stars. And fact, yeah. Norm, you, we can't talk about that without also talking about Normani in that package because boy, did her and Tiana Taylor fuck the stage up. What? Right, that was, was that Tiana Taylor? That was, that was Tiana yeah, Taylor. That was. Shit. I really was hoping that wasn't. Performance. I really was hoping that wasn't Tiana Taylor. Fuck that. Oh no, that I mean, was Tiana. It, it was it was a it was a good performance. It was a little risque, a little bit too risque for me, but it was pretty good. I will say, you know, that would be to me on par with what Little Nas X did, and you don't hear as much people having an issue with it, which is just I guess the hypocrisy in America to some extent. Um, but Normani, not to take away from that, Normani killed the shit to me. I think M- yeah, MTV well, Awards nah, has always Little been. Little Nas X, just to interject, Little Nas X definitely did do something way more risque than what they did. I don't know why they're not talking about it, though. You talking about the dress, nigga? Nah, not the dress. His the- performance. What? You, wh- which performance? Little Nas X had a performance where 
the dudes was on stage and they were dancing. They were basically they did the same dance routine that they did in his video, his his last video. You talking about the BET award show. Right, but what I'm saying is that it's the same thing as Tiana Taylor and Normani. It's that, but people are listen, we don't need nobody talking about little Nas ass. That's why we got Lil Boozy. We got Boosie for that shit. <laughs> I don't that know. Is. I think it's the same, the same shit. And niggas, listen, niggas is just gonna, gonna nig. It is what it is. Um, at this point, <laughs> like I feel honestly, I feel like certain things is just too predictable in terms of conversation. And so, like, I try to stay away from it. Same thing with the vaccine. But we're gonna talk about what's happening on the politics side of that a little bit later because I do think it's it's a little wild. But you know, again, it just like so, like the the. But like you said, we got Boosie. Boosie is gonna go and and do his fucking tangent in three, two, one. Like, but got nothing to say about what happened with Normani and them. And I understand that as a nigga, I don't have nothing to say about what Normani did either. But I also don't have anything to say about Little Nas X. I do agree with one of um Flo's points from before. In ter- I don't I don't think it when it comes to award shows, they're not directed towards kids, but um, what I would say is like in the idea of certain things being catered towards kids, then you know what I mean it, it's there's a conversation that can be had there. But I don't think that applies to Lil Nas X and what he did with the BET. Nor do I think it applies to Normani, um, and Tiana Taylor. I will say this though: the main audience for most of these MTV awards, whether it is the VMAs or the MTV Music Awards, is teenagers. So, like, that is their main... If they're telling you something different, they're lying. <laughs> That's their main demographic. Yeah, it's majority high school kids. It's it's between high school to, to I would say, 25 is their main target audience. You, after that, it, you're not their target audience, even though you would probably still want to watch it. Maybe You know, it's not Grammy. Grammys is beyond that. Grammys yeah, is... Yeah, Grammys is a bit more... Yeah, is an older... Older demographic. But in high school, I used to look forward to watching the BET and the MTV Awards. That's a fact. So, in yeah, college, in school, I was I really fiending. Do. I was like, I oh, shit, it. this is my last hoorah before I'm back to college. You know what I mean? I watched the MTV Awards or whatever. Or I would watch it in college because I think um, my college started like in the middle of August or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely, you know, now as an older individual, MTV Awards comes on. It's like, yo, if I'm free, I'll watch it. But I'm not gonna right. set. Right there. I'm not gonna set as no time old aside. Head, as an old head, uh, I watch that shit. Nigga, <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm about to get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> about to get ice cream real quick. Ma, you want something from the store? What you want, Dad? Juice. All right. So let's talk about these winners real quick. But shout out to Normani because she's 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 the next one. Normani. Before we go to the winners though, Normani. The only thing Normani is missing, in my opinion, is a real single. I know that people like this new song that she put out, but. For me, that's still not, it's, it's not a, a hit record for me. For me, I'm, the world could like it. I'm not saying that anybody's wrong. But to me, she still hasn't had that record that makes her stand out. She has had videos that's shown that she can definitely dance. She's had amazing performances. And she, again, put out another video that has Cardi B. But to me, that's like a cheat code shit. The, the shit is going to go up on the charts because Cardi is on it, regardless of if it's fire or not. And for me, it's just not one of those records that I would run to. I I would love to see her drop one of those that sets the world on fire. 
And then we have a different conversation with Normani. No Mercy or, or Have Mercy, I think, is That's a, a single. Yeah, that's a single. You can't. <laughs> that's a single. It's a single. I go <laughs> It's a son. single, I was, like, I was like, damn, son. They really hit the nail on the head of this joint right here. This joint is. It's, it's a, a dope track. It's everything a dope track. from the album, from not the album, from the single cover. As soon as I saw the single cover, I said, "Oh shit, we in trouble." It's about to. It's, I already, I, I already knew that. I said that single cover, dangerous. Beyonce written all over it. I gotta, all I gotta it. go check her age to make sure, my nigga. Like <laughs> that single yeah. cover was crazy. But uh, I right, when is in well, not losers, but winners for the different awards. Now, nah, winners and there's always losers. I don't know That's who the losers like. are, but Peaches won for. MTV Music Award for Best Pop Song. Um, okay, oh, okay, we do have the we do have the losers yeah. here. So we got Ariana Grande Positions, which was a big record. Um, Billie Eilish, big record. Uh, Therefore I Am, Butter BTS, which is a big record. Big uh, record. Willow uh, by Taylor Swift, and Good for You, Olivia Rodrigo. This is a fucking cat. This is a category, a my up. nigga. This is, this is a category. All those songs are huge. All those songs are huge for Justin to pull that out. I'm not even gonna actually, hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. I actually thought Olivia Rodrigo would have probably won it because her shit is spinning like fucking clockwork. The the, I, uh, the, the the problem is, I feel like Justin, to me, tapped into a, a different sound. Nah, Peaches is a, is a different level. Peaches though. is different. Yeah, Peaches, Peaches is, is a great different record. record. Yeah, Peaches, Peaches is, is a different big. Type of sound. Peaches carried that whole fucking album. Like, hold you. <laughs> Peaches made me go back to that album. That album was was okay, but Peaches makes it a good album. Like, um, he also won uh, Artist of the Year, and the nominees really? for wow. that was Whoa. Doja Cat, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, and Megan Thee Stallion. This nigga is Justin? beating out some niggas, oh, man. <laughs> um, oh, Travis Scott out here pulling numbers. got the best hip-hop video. The nominees were Drake featuring Lil Durk, Lil Baby featuring Megan Thee Stallion, Moneybag Yo, Polo G, and Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Honestly, Good nominations. Those are, Good the, best, nomination. those are the best music videos? Best music video. Hip-hop v- video, yeah. Um... Nah, this right. these, this is probably the most balanced. That's a good I've, list. I've been list. hearing from lists. I don't know if Travis Scott should have won that one. To be honest, no shade to me Travis neither. Scott, but the, I see a out couple of that of, list. To me, the most creative video, I, it's it's you, we got to give it to either Megan Thee Stallion or Drake and and Lil Durk. Yeah, I would I go with Cardi. It was, and, it was was it Meg featuring the baby or the baby featuring Meg? No, it was Little Baby featuring um, Meg Thee Stallion. Then you got Cardi B and Meg. So Cardi What's B and Meg would have been. Meg have. I don't even know. That's what I'm. I mean, the Cardi B and Meg one should have won. That's WAP. It has to be WAP. So, oh WAP. Okay. WAP. The, I know. The video was kind of was fired. Like you can't yeah, front WAP on that. Was a creative video. The video. I, yeah. WAP was, was like, was it the baby and Meg? Because the babe, the crybaby song. That was a hell of a creative video. That was a creative video too. That, that was, was a little a very baby. creative video. I forgot what song they got, but they definitely got a song. Um, okay. Doja the Cat Cry Baby video, I think because of I guess the lyrics, possibly they they took that into consideration. Well, too. you gotta understand mm. the baby ain't white yeah, the folks' baby is shadow band. Yeah, he's <laughs> he not white folks' favorite right now, so he's yeah, not he's, winning shit for for at least this I don't even the rest think he of this was at year. That award show, to be honest. Oh, uh, for <laughs> best collaboration, we got Doja Cat and SZA. Um, Dope record. 
The nominees are Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Justin Bieber featuring Giveon and Daniel Caesar, and Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa. Um, yeah, so the Kiss Me More record is the best record out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss me um, more, hell yeah, because that shit killing the radio. It's killing the radio. It's a fire song. That's a, that. That's their bet. I ain't gonna let me not say it's the best song of the album. No, it's probably the best song of that album because the album was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was okay mid. Album. It was mid. The, the album, album. The album. The album was okay. Come on. The it, was album okay. Was okay. it was okay. It was all right. It was okay. Um, Silk Sonic won for best R and B video. The nominees okay. Okay. okay included Beyonce. I don't how. I don't know how. I don't Beyonce. know what song. Giveon, her, SZA, and Chris Brown and Young Thug. So this okay, year, I don't. Well, See, why is Young Thug there? A lot of these Young Thug and Chris Brown together. Um, oh. a lot, a lot of these videos are from 2021. I mean, 2020. If you're asking me, and that's or, or not even 2019. Like the Beyonce joint, I think it's 2019. That's the last time she put something out that I what could remember. What Beyonce song is that? It would have to be off of the 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 Lion King joint. Most of it was from the Lion King. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, had to be two years ago. What I don't. The fuck I don't know anything else that Beyonce <laughs> put out. Giveon, what are y'all doing? Giveon's joint is about a year old. Heart heartbreak anniversary. Yeah. Her Great song. Her just came out. So, but her hers numbers didn't like OD hit this year. He still did no. great, but she I, did the album still did decent. I mean, if if it's a single, it's for the um, what the name of the single is um, applying pressure. Yeah, SZA, SZA, SZA had a, a recent video. Um, she did, and but all all of her videos is her dancing in a pole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> her dancing in a pole with different scenery around, different it. scenery around, like gas station. It's all, <laughs> um, Works for her, and man. then the Chris Brown Young Thug thing is definitely a year old. That's definitely now. Uh, Silk Sonic won that though. That which, no, which is also another leave, radio. Leave color. the door open, son. Like yeah, none of those yeah, records yeah, keep completing. Leave the door open, yeah, bro. Yeah. And then Little Nas X, speaking of the de- devil, pun intended, um, hmm. won for video of the year. The nominees included DJ Khaled, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Doja Cat featuring Scissor, The Weeknd, and Ed Sheeran. To beat so out wait, Ed Sheeran, which, which Ed Sheeran, I ain't gonna hold you. That Justin Bieber Ed Sheeran song is is fuego, bro. That's classic. That's classic. Well, shout out to Little Nas X for that. Um, what song, Montero or um? I think it it, it would have to be. I think it's it's that. Oh. Besides the mm. video, bro, that song is actually fire, bro. The song, that is, song is fire. Both of those that songs. Montero, that monster, even even um industry baby son, I, I, industry the baby videos ain't for me. The <laughs> videos ain't for me, but the songs itself, the songs is fire. are fire, bro. Like the you, songs are yeah. fire. you can't deny Little Nas X at this point. He has, he has. Nah, you can. Nah, you you got to get props or props to do, bro. Like Montero is a. I ain't gonna hold you. I saw come on. I, I turned it's it up a rap. A it's a rap, bro. A I was blasting that shit for a week, low key. But yeah, that shit, that's a nice song. It's a nice song. Nah, for, for in terms of in terms of talent, Little Nas X has has bottled. He's found his sound and he's bottled it. So, yep. um, we gonna see more of his antics, like it or not, Boosie. He's here. To, he's here to stay. He's here. He's and, I, <laughs> and you know what, man? It's it's entertainment, entertainment at its at its fullest capacity. You feel yeah. you know what's like, gonna happen? Mm-hmm. L- l- 
Little Nas X and Boosie at some point probably gonna do a record. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here it. first. Dad has some bow ties. Either that, has that or, or have have some type of conversation or, or some type they're, of they're, they're definitely They're definitely going to do something. If it, they're it smart, might be a community event. if they're smart, they would do a skit. They would do some type of fucking Little Nas X, like idea. Boosie going on a rant and Little Nas X just walks in and plays with his hair or some shit. Like, <laughs> some shit like that. If Yo! niggas do that, they would be smart to do Yo, some that shit. That shit would break the fucking <laughs> that internet, That would break bro. the fucking internet, my nigga. <laughs> That would break the whole internet. <laughs> the whole yeah. shit. I don't know if it'll go yeah, that far, but funny. some some skit like that would be hilarious. Nah, I'll definitely be talking today for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Are y- my brothers, are y'all ready for this conversation? Before yeah, D-Flow has to get up out of here? One of the, yeah, it's one of the biggest <laughs> conversations ever. We're going to be here for a little second, y'all. So I don't give a fuck if you heard every take under the sun. I promise you, you ain't hear our takes on these two projects that dropped on a week that we did not record. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Donda and Certified Lover Boy. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with our Donda critique and then talk about our Certified Lover critique and then the verses? Let's. I think we should do it that way. You let's know, let's start. You know what there. we should do? What we should do? What's good? We, there's going to be a difference in opinion. <laughs> so. I think all of I think each of us should go take five minutes, give our critiques on both projects, and then at the end the banter could happen. Right. We're gonna have a difference in opinions on this joint. All right. So, so Flo, matter of fact, you go first because I gave a little bit of a synopsis the last time the listeners heard us regarding how I felt about Donda. Donda. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it at that point yet. That's why. So, fine. Let me start with Donda. Um. I enjoyed Donda. I ain't going to hold you. I enjoyed Donda. I think my biggest problem with Donda was the lack of production. Mm. Like, a lot of the beats were, a lot of the production didn't have no progressive sounds to it. Like, it was just a lot of openness, very chanty. That's why it sounded so great, because there was not much competition with the vocals. Like, the drums were very scarce. A lot of it had very open, big sounds, big synths, big strings, big choirs. And um, that made it fun to listen to to a certain extent. But I wanted progressive drums. I wanted, I expected more energy at the project. And I do agree with, you, with your statement that you said the last time. A lot of the, the songs were surface level. I didn't get the deep impact I would have wanted right. from Kanye. Um, I think he just kept it. He kept it very, very, very very politically correct if i must say it that way so um but overall though i enjoyed it um i don't think it's a it's a project that i'm in a rush to listen to again maybe like like two or three songs that i would be like all right i'm gonna add this to my little playlist and like play with it hurricane but, is um, fire can't even hold you hurricane little some, baby and weekend songs, bro. There's, a, there's a couple hurricane on that cool. shit there's a couple of them that are dope. Hurricane was cool. Um, Shancia dope was Shancia. Oh my god, cool. I fucking love that. Sh- I love um, both his Shancia's on. Yeah, like those those are dope tracks. I actually love the intro. I just love the impact. It gives me a vibe when it starts off. And you talking about jail? 20, uh, or you talking hmm? about you talking about jail? Yeah, jail is fire. So, um, overall, it was a cool project though. You know, twenty. I think it was a twenty-two songs. No, so, that was twenty seven. Um, it was twenty seven, bro. Twenty seven. Yeah, songs. Drake. Damn, Drake project. Son. I think had twenty one or twenty two. Twenty one on. Okay, Drake's. so it was longer than I needed it to be, but 
that's that for Donda. Now Drake's project. I'm not impressed, y'all. I'm not impressed. It, it didn't blow me away, man. It didn't blow me away. I'm sorry. I know y'all gonna have y'all difference in opinions with this joint. Will we though? Drake, Drake, <laughs> Drake. I I was disappointed, man. I was disappointed, man. Fuck Drake. I, I needed you to give me more of this project. I feel like I feel like I, coming into the project, I'm like certified lover boy. I'm gonna get a vibe from this project. I got no vibe. I gotta listen through. And it was cool. There's a couple songs I can't stand too sexy. I don't like that song. That song trash. I don't that, that shit song trash. annoys the shit yeah. out. Um, I'll be skipping. I saw skip the video shit. and got more annoyed. I'ma tell you, I'ma tell y'all. The video is funny as fuck. I'ma tell y'all this though. Way too sexy is working. It's working. Oh. Oh, I'm it's not, definitely it's, working. It's a radio. It's, it's a radio single. Working. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure not. In the club, I, I it's hate for it. A slap. I don't think it's for us. I think it's for the younger generation. I, and I had so there's certain things about Certified Lover Boy that I had to parcel out. But I'm gonna let you finish before I get into. My yeah, room. yeah. So, I, 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 like I said, for the whole project though, besides the intro, let me not let me not say it. It's it's not completely trash. There's about three or four songs on it that are like solid listen-throughs that like Drake does ranting, no chorus, and him just rapping through, and you kind of got the vibe you were looking for. But I didn't like the Afrobeat song with Thames. It just yeah, it felt forced. Yeah. It, I, I expected more out of the project, but one thing I did realize is that maybe we, we put too much to expect from Drake. Like we expected him to one-up rather than just expecting them to give a, a listen-through project. So, um, yeah, those are my opinions. I think Donda was the better listen project in terms of, for me, if I had to pick one to listen back to, I would probably listen back to Donda. Just because the Drake the Drake songs, it just didn't do it for me, man. It just I, didn't do it for me. I get much more of a vibe listening to Donda in terms of, like, putting my headphones on and just listening. I get that vibe from Donda more so than I get it from Drake. So Distinguish has made a bunch of faces. So that means that he is going to go on a 20-minute rant. So before <laughs> this nigga speaks, let me let me talk. And then we get to our, our, our communicating as a whole. Let's get back to Donda. So I've had time now to listen to the project thoroughly. I've listened to that and Certified Lover Boy probably for the last two weeks. Donda, again. So the problem I have with Donda is that it's being carried by its features. And it's not a Kanye West project. It is... It's a compilation. It's a compilation project. And that's what it should have been. It should have been labeled a compilation. It's not a Kanye West project. Every Everything about that, that uh, project that I like comes from the features. There's only one verse from Kanye that I fuck with. And that's on um off the grid. He snapped on off the grid. Everything else he gave me mid. He gave me bullshit. And I I don't like when his verse comes in, I'm like tuning out. When the features come in, when Lil Dirt come in, when Fabio come in, when Shansia come in, when Jay-Z come in, I'm fucking tuned the fuck in. So that is my problem with Donda. Um, I don't mind the gospel rap fusion. I think it's fire. I did not like the fact that we didn't have a choice to hear the other verses uncensored. 
versus listen if Kanye you want to bleep your shit out cool but you could have gave us an, an explicit version and a clean version but I'm hearing that he wants it to be in the gospel section and you can't ex- you can't it can't you can't release a an explicit version if you want something to be considered gospel um a, a gospel album cool what I love about the project is that it does get you in tune with a spiritual aspect of yourself. You will catch yourself singing a Jesus hymn. Uh, you will catch yourself saying amen. You will catch yourself singing along to those aspects of things. And I find that to be fire because I know that was his intent. His intent was to get you to, but like not not believe, let me not say that, but to start to, it have that be part of your vernacular to have you listening to something that you maybe wouldn't always listen to. And again, Jesus is King, I think should have been this project. This project should have been Jesus is King and it would, it, Jesus is King would have hit me totally different. Um, so overall I still stick with it being about a seven or a 7.5. Um, but it is a nice listen through. There are a bunch of songs on there that give you a feel a hundred percent. When no no child left behind comes on, you gotta just let that shit sink in. When Hurricane comes on, it's a listen, it's a bop. Pure Souls comes on and Shansia starts crooning, forget about it. Like, and then Shansia on OK OK Part Two, fucking she went she went fucking stupid on it. But and Fabio on Off the Grid went went bananas. There's a Fabio good- had the best verse on that entire album. There are a couple of moments on that album. Now let's get over to to my boy Drizzy Drake. Kanye West fucked Drizzy Drake up. That's what happened. Kanye West purposely made it the quote-unquote ultimate creative versus the number one artist out. Now Drake is not known to be the out-of-the-box artist. Drake is, I am capturing the moment and I'm giving it to you in a way that everyone relates to in one way, shape, or form. But when you have someone who is able to step outside the box versus that, sometimes that stepping outside the box is going to make you be like, so what are you going to do to step outside the box? And I think by putting those two albums together like that, that is what a lot of us expected from Drake was, all right, Kanye just gave us all these different sounds. Uh, he wasn't very creative in his rapping, but he gave us all these different sounds, Drake, that like, not in terms of it was a variety of, oh, he gave us Afro beats, he gave us Caribbean, he gave us this, but he played with his sound enough that it sounds different and it sounds new. You know it's Kanye, but it's new Kanye. It sounds like new Kanye. You're not getting this from graduation. You're not getting this from late registration or any of that. Like, this is a a standalone Kanye project. When it came to Drake's project, what I have to say, unfortunately, that hurt that project is we got every single one of these songs, but better on a previous piece of work from Drizzy. We got the Thames shit. On more life, but a better version of it. We we got a, a Drake Jay-Z verse, but a better version of it. Two or three times already. 
Not to say that this verse ain't fire, because, I mean, this song ain't fire, because this song, they saying some shit on this song. Jay-Z is talking about Dame Dash like a motherfucking dog on this shit. So I'm not saying that at all. Listeners, don't get me wrong. That's one of my favorite songs off this project. It's just that we got every single one of these songs in one way, shape, or form from Drizzy in the past and better. Travis Scott and Drizzy. We got it. But uh, Sicko Mode versus this versus, uh, um, what is it? What's the name of the joint? Um, Fair Trade? Sicko Mode versus Fair Trade, there is no comparison. <laughs> Sicko Mode is, 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 take, is getting that out the box. We got um, cry, Laugh Now, Cry Later with Drake and Little Dirk. This Drake and Little Dirk song is not comparing to that. We got Wants and Needs with Drake and Little Baby. This, this ain't, ain't, ain't comparing to that. And we have 45 motherfucking songs with Drake and Future. I will live a long, healthy life if I never hear a Drake and Future collaboration on a Drake album again. Leave that shit for y'all collab shit now and leave that shit for futures. I don't need to hear y'all together for another Drake. You, like, this nigga is on every Drake album for the last four or five years. I'm cool off that. What I need from Drake... Now, okay, now I'm I'm starting off with the things that I don't like. What I do like, and this is why I do kind of give Drake a little bit more credit than I give Kanye. Drake carried this project. Drake didn't need these features. And that's what fucked Drake up. He didn't need... If this was a project with just Drake, Drake featuring Drake, which is your next album title, by the way, Drake, you're welcome. Drake featuring Drake and maybe four. And I want to see him with the newer artists. I, I I don't mind the Giveon, even though we got the Chicago Freestyle, which is better than what we got from him and Giveon on this joint. But what I would like to see from Drake is Drake and her. Give me Drake and Cleo Soul. Because Cleo Soul could fuck up an interlude just like Yeba did. Yeba fucking killed that shit. I'm not taking away. But give me Drake and Cleo Soul. Give me Drake and some of the newer artists and maybe four of those and the rest of it just be Drake. Just be Drake. And and this, the second thing I need to see from Drake, and this is this is the other piece. I think Drake missed the moment. This is not a bad album. Don't do not get me wrong. I don't think this is a bad album. It's just not a great album. And it's not the best from Drake. It is a good album, period. Like if we're talking about albums that came out this year, it's a good album. It stands on its own, in my opinion. But from Drake, this I imagine Drake recording this while in a fucking champagne bathtub with 40 bitches around and him just doing a verse every two seconds. Yeah, yo, 40, you got that shit? All right, cool. I'm going to get back to this fucking jacuzzi real quick. Get my dicks up. Like, that's how I envision him recording this. He didn't put his heart and soul in this. He didn't. Like, we we all, I think, can agree on that point that Drizzy did not put his heart and soul into this. This was microwavable Drizzy. Drizzy can give us all these songs in his fucking sleep compared to some of the shit that we know Drizzy can do. But I do think that the, he missed the moment because this is the moment where I think all of us, there's a lot of heavy hitters coming out this year, and all of us are saying, all right, Drizzy, this is your turn to real. We know you are the number one. We know you are the GOAT right now. But this is your turn 
This is your chance to really let the world know why you are the GOAT. Why you are the nigga that no one can fuck with. Why no one can say your name without fear. Why Kanye shouldn't be playing these fucking games with you. This is your moment to do that with Certified Lover Boy. And I think he missed that moment because this is just a fun album from him. This is him having fun. This is not Drizzy showing the world that he is the number one rapper at all. That's not what this is. And that's what I think we expected. With all the head-to-head between him and Kanye, with, with J. Cole coming out earlier this year, with Kendrick looming, with all these different fire artists that we know are dropping this year, this was Drizzy's chance to really be like, yo, I am the staple number one. So what I need to see from Drake in conclusion from me, what I need to see from Drake moving forward is I need to see a Drake project where he's snapping with the rapping. Not playing around, but he's snapping with the rapping. And what I need to see from Drake is limited features. We don't need mad features from you no more. We know that you could link up with any nigga in the game right now and fuck up a track. I need to see Drake with like four features on this album and just going the fuck off with the rapping. And I that to me is what will solidify him as the GOAT. He is the GOAT. I'm not, we, we not, there's no, you can't take that away. But there still needs to be like, put your, put your fucking foot on these niggas' necks. That's what I need to see from Drake. I'd have to go back and listen to it. I don't know. I don't know. Because there's some shit on this fucking album. Oh, let me let me just name my, my tracks real quick, Distinguished, because I see the face. I see the... He about to go off. Um, TSU. Matter of fact, let me pull... I'm going to pull this shit up because I ain't going to miss one. TSU... Shout out to all Kelly. <clears throat> TSU is fire. Um... Hold up. Let me, I'm pulling it up. 7 a.m. on... Yo, <laughs> 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. path. Oh, oh my God. God. That's a fire track. 7 a.m. on Bridal Path is That's hard. Poppy's Home grew on me. Uh, girls Want Girls grew on me. In the Bible is a uh, Love All featuring Jay-Z is, is fire. Fair Trade, I love, but I heard it. This, is a, this was on the leak that came out during uh, quarantine. So I love it, but... A lot of people say that Drizzy doesn't do that. Drizzy doesn't, if, if something gets leaked, you ain't going to hear it on the album. So I, it does make me curious as to why there are a lot of songs that people say are leaks on this album. It, it, it makes me inquire if Drizzy had enough time to really do this album the way he wanted to. Um, so Fair Trade, fuck with it. Way Too Sexy, not for me. Uh, In Too Deep, nope. <laughs> Pipe Down, I fuck with. Yeba's Heartbreak, I fuck with. Even though he's not really on that. No friends in the industry, I fuck with. Knife Talk grew on me. Knife um, Talk is a wild record, son. Knife Talk That's grew a on wild me. Song. Project Pat, uh, he he kind of went off on that intro. Yeah, that was that was not that was a fire track too. I ain't gonna hold you. Seven AM on Bridal Path. Love that. That's probably my favorite record off the project. Race My Mind is fire. I agree that the, the Fountains uh record isn't a is it, it's just is microwavable uh, Afrobeat. It's just like, them niggas did yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. and they sleep. It's yeah, not it a like bad he song. He had to do an Afro record and just threw it on. He could have did a better Afro record. Yeah, it's not a bad opinion. song. It's just, it's just very, it's very bubblegum. Slap these two things together, we know it's going to sound good and throw it out. There's like no soul in it. 
Um, get along better. It's cool. It's not that my shit f- is a wild song. <laughs> it's a wild song. It's cool. It's a wild record. Um, but it's not like my number one favorite off this. You only live twice. I love that song only because it is a throwback record to me. But I think that that's also what hurts it. Is it sounds like a a song a record you would hear from Drizzy, Lil Wayne, he and did Rick Ross it in it was, '09. Uh, it was um, but what what the fuck is that song? It, that that's Lord knows. Yeah, they just added more shit to it. Yeah, that's Lord knows. I miss you too. I hate this shit. I'm gonna be yeah, honest with y'all. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like. I don't know much. what him and Kid Cudi was thinking. The only thing that I could think of is is Drizzy said, "All right, you got the weekend on your project. I'm gonna take your nigga, Kid Cudi." I don't know, but this that one ain't it. Fucking fans is is okay. Um and the remorse I fuck with. I always fuck with Drizzy when he's doing those type of outros though. So like I said, there's a lot on here. I don't think it's a bad project. Um it's just not the best for Drizzy. Um So yeah, distinguish. Shout out to Mr. Kanye West for naming um his album. After his late great mother, R.I.P. to Mrs. Donda West, thank you for giving us your son, Kanye, uh, your pride and joy, your baby. Um, And Kanye, thank you for giving us uh, another piece of work. But uh, (laughs) this was not a Christian album, Kanye. And I really listened to a lot of the songs. And I was very surprised that Kanye was cursing in these songs. I was very surprised. Even though they bleeped out, he, he, he still said nigga like four times. He said shit like twice. Come on. You know, this, you want to be a backsliding Christian. Just say that. Just say you not all in. You not all in, okay? You, you're not, you're not, oh, you're not all in, baby. You got, you got Christian rappers like Lecrae. Probably looking at you crazy. Lecrae looking at you crazy. You got you got the truth. Probably looking at you crazy. You got flames. Yeah, I'm up on my Christian rap heavy. You you, you feel? Because I love hip-hop. You feel me? These rappers are looking at you crazy. Okay? Kanye, just say you want to be a Mason Bethel. Just say you want to do a gospel album and then come back on your bullshit and then saying words like bullshit because Mace did it. Listen, if Mason Bedford did it, you could do it. Kanye, you could do it. This is not a gospel album though, okay? Number two, doing remixes to songs and then calling them part two. It's not a part two, it's a remix. <laughs> it's a remix, okay? It's not a part two. But I've noticed that's what he's been doing. He's, he's been naming the songs part twos. Which is cool, I guess, but it's a remix. The only person that can get away with part one and two is Usher on Confessions. Okay? <laughs> All right? Not you, Kanye. Not you, baby. <laughs> Not baby. you, Mr. West. Baby. Not you. <laughs> uh, and, you know, what I think is interesting, that jail record is very fucking deep. Jail is one of my favorite records. Jail, Jail has a powerful message. So 
Shout out to the writing team, because I do know there's a few people that helped um write that song. They were they were on some shit when they wrote that. Um A Hurricane Fire. <laughs> fire, okay? Fire. Can't can't sleep on the record. Pure Souls, fire. <laughs> okay? Uh, fire. fire. No child left behind. I was like, we saying some shit. We saying some shit. We saying uh, some shit. We definitely saying some shit on no no child left behind. It's like a triple entendre. If you Hold guys on, don't gotta, know what I'm talking about, I gotta about. drop this because this nigga distinguished this right nigga now. About yeah, this nigga going <laughs> on. You know, like this nigga going on. No off. child left behind. It's like what Kanye showed me on this album, though. He showed me that the nigga is still there. He showed me that he could still rap the way I thought he couldn't rap. I, I thought we was I thought I really thought we wasn't getting this Kanye back. But he showed me that nigga still in there. He showed it to me. He just don't think he's a nigga no more. But he showed me that he's in there. Lord Jesus. Whoa! Show me he's in there, good brother. Uh, I don't know, man. He only had one good verse in him. <laughs> yeah. He he had, he had one good verse in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Br- br- brother Bishop, he had one 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 good verse in him. Everything else was was chanting and repeating lines over. For Everything me. else was a uh you know was a fucking step and repeat ladder. It was a banner. It was a fucking Photoshop display. The Adobe was working. The format was off, but they made it work in Jesus in Jesus name. Um, I think the next Kanye album, he also needs. Now I thought this was tasteless, which you touched on X. What happened to the verses that you took off? What was the executive decision? Because it wasn't just Chris Brown. It was multiple verses. And then subsequently, when the album drops, T-Pain does a podcast interview, and he says, don't, don't blame me. I'm just a messenger. And I quote, I was rapping a line to Kanye West, and Kanye said, don't you ever spit that shit again. It was trash. And then Kanye uses the same line on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and I was like, ain't this about a motherfucking bitch? This is the third rapper to say that Kanye West has told them bars are trash and he still ends up using it. If we remember, let's go back to the book of Chance the Rapper and Kanye West. When Chance helped Kanye write, ain't no sun in the shade. Ah, ah, Kanye was like, Chance, that's cool, but no. And what does Kanye do? Kanye takes Chance's lyrics and Kanye raps the lyrics on his album. I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out what what it means. Kanye, do you mean to say that when they rap it is trash and when you rap it is better? Because you could say that too. Because we know that Kanye loves Kanye. Wait, wait. Because everything so, happens. D, just to add to your point real quick. Yeah. I, I need I need the audience to understand what verse was taken off. <laughs> Hey, Miss Donnie, you're running to my mama, please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling. Oh, no. Maybe she has with the prick of a blade of grass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me. What the fuck did we just listen to? This nigga, Andre Three Stacks, went the fuck off. And this was not on the project. I will not continue to play this beautiful verse um, because I'm going to let the good brother finish. But I just wanted to add to your point of there being verses 
That should have been because Chris Brown shit was fire too. Chris I might Brown have to play that in a, in a second. Fire. I might have to find that and play that in a second too. But these are joints that didn't make the album. Continue, my brother. Now, my biggest concern. Oh, by the way, I don't know if anybody. See, this is how you know you into the motherfucking artists. Okay, listeners. I bet some of y'all probably uh, are about to uh, say you discovered this with me. Did you guys know that Kanye West has two record labels called Good Music? Did you guys know that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw the the new one uh, that said something. I forgot what it said. That was like, ah, oh, this is different. Yeah. It's, it says Good Music too, but when you really look into it, which I you know was really doing some due diligence. Good Music 2 is strictly for his gospel brand. That's that's gospel music. Um, so Getting Out Our Dreams 2, that's the gospel side. Now, it's very interesting because does that mean that whatever was happening on, on, act, on the first actual good music, does that mean that that wasn't good music, Kanye? See, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate for one of, you know, Jesus' sons, Kanye West. Because I'm trying to figure out why did you also think it was okay to not credit none of these artists on these records? All we did was hear fucking voices and we had to fucking uh, have the light switch turned off in the room and figure out who the fuck is rapping next. (laughs) Are we fucking playing 21 questions? Are we playing seven minutes in heaven? What the fuck are we doing, Kanye? (laughs) What are we doing? Um, But shout out to all the artists. Um, I, I put this online already. Fabio Foreign had one of the best verses of his career on Kanye West's album. I said, this boy can really rap because I don't like a lot of his other shit. Now, I don't want, I don't want the woo coming after me. I'm just saying I like some of his stuff. But this one verse destroys all of the other shit that he's done. Fabio got a new Th- single out, too, that right now. Um story be told or something like that um okay and, and that shit okay. sounds like his verse on donda so definitely check okay that out. so i'm i'm definitely gonna check it out that means fabio has been touched anointed hallelujah he's been touched by the good people at good music too it's called story time Kanye west story time it's that called shit. story time and that shit matter of fact you know you know what a nigga about to do for y'all hold up yeah you know about to bless y'all with a little bit of story time. In the name of you feel me? It start out like I like it. Huh. Let me tell a little sad story about this young boy who grew up, no pops in the crib. That nigga mama working, so she couldn't really show no love when he was Ayo, a kid. A-A. He didn't even mean to do that incident. He was only 18 when he caught that bit. He ain't out of jail, he ain't out of move, he ain't out of fight, he ain't out of love. He walk in the spot. That's oh my god The seal just told him that this was procedure But he knew in his mind he was doing a lot He had to figure it out and then learn on the rules And then follow him like it or not He caught a new charge cause he had a little weed Tried to sneak this shit in it was right in his sock Alright alright that's too much that's too much that's too, That shit is fire Fabio okay <laughs> okay. He's getting Fabio. better He's getting better You're getting better Never said you was trash Never said, Never said trash. you was trash but Some of the better. records that you put out Were, were, were not were not up to my liking you know, um, gotta be real clear. Thank you. You gotta be real yeah. clear. We live in this this Very nigga clear. city. <laughs> real clear. Shout out, 
Shout out to everybody that fucks with the entire woo movement. I have nothing against nobody when it comes to that. Shout out to y'all, R.I.P. Uh, Pop Smoke and all of that good shit. Shout out to all my crips too. You know what time it is. Anyway, going to CLB. Now, champagne poetry for a lot of people was very shaky, you know. Uh, Charlemagne the God criticized the fuck out of champagne poetry as well. A lot of people just didn't like the record. I, I thought it was an interesting beat selection because I was like, how is he going to flow? This beat is like from a, a fucking uh, a 70s uh, sitcom show where like you see rabbits running around probably trying to get a carrot or some shit. But um, you guys catch the drift. I don't want that company that has the rabbit to sue us because we might do business with them one day. But anyways, case in point, um, people really didn't, you know, resonate with the intro. Normally Drake's intros hit you, boom. You know you know how the album's going to be. Uh, Poppy's Home definitely grew on me. Just to add to um, your point real quick. Yes, um, Champagne Poetry, it's not a bad intro. It's just not a top-tier Drake intro. You right, see what I'm right. saying? Like, it's not like if you hear that, it's and not. Was, it's not. It's not free smoke. It's not free smoke. Yeah, if that's the first time you you would have heard of Drake, you would have been like, "Yo, this shit kind of fire." He kind of. I don't. I, I agree with the B selection. It was a little sus, but overall, you'd have been like, "Oh, he's saying something on this shit." But when it's when it's Drake, I'm not. A, I actually I, I like it. But when it's Drake, it definitely wasn't top ten intros from Drake for me. Continue, brother. Poppy's home. When I fucking heard Uncle Charlie on that bitch, I said, "God damn, this nigga got one." And I like, <laughs> I like the way Nikki, the way he slid Nikki in there. That was kind of fire. The, the way you. he put that old sample of Uncle Charlie. Shout, first of all, shout out to Uncle Charlie who does not have to, but always has been supporting the hip hop community ever since he started doing records with Snoop D-O-Double-G. Okay? Uncle Charlie will bless your record even if you're trash and you'll never put out a record again. You can never work in this town. He'll make sure you have at least one good, decent record to take back home and say, kids, I did a song with Uncle Charlie. I didn't blow up after that. I just had the one song. We can't really eat the way we used to because the money from that one song ran out. But hey, we got the one song. Thank you, Uncle Charlie Wilson. Um, The tracks that follow subsequently after that, I don't really know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I try, I trying to get into girls like girls, but I was like, this is not girls like Sean. I'm, I mean, not girls like Sean. That's girls like that's Beyonce. My <laughs> that's my shit. Shout out to D Flow. I meant to say girls love Beyonce. Um, it's, it's definitely not girls love Beyonce. Um, girls like girls, just like the good brother XAB said, is definitely not um, the uh, wants and needs. The, I don't, I don't know what the, this girl's like. I don't know. I feel like somebody said, "Hey, Drake." Let's try something different. Why don't you do a record called Girls Like Girls? Because there's a lot of poly shit going on in the world right now. There's a lot of polyamorous talk. You should probably jump on that wave and kind of do this record. I mean, you kind of was talking about it. <laughs> a little bit on wants and needs. <laughs> what do you think, Aubrey? And Aubrey was like, you know what? Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably try that out real quick. You, you know what I mean? Yo, try to get Dirk in here, man. We're going to uh, get a few bottles of rosé. and Tell uh, rosé I'll actually call him back. It's, it's not working. I, it's, not, it's not working. In the Bible... Chorus solid. The other ver the no, I I couldn't really get into the verses. The 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 chorus, fire. I like it. And then after that, um, it was just a few songs that stand out. You know, Yeba's heartbreak, cool. Um, 
I absolutely love the record Pipe. Pipe Down is a Pipe, pipe Down, down gave me Pipe Down gives me L O Cool J. Watch I'm about to finesse this. It gave me L O Cool J and J Lo. Y'all remember that record with them? When LL was like, baby, don't go. It gave me that, I don't want you to leave, but I don't know what the fuck else to do. It gave me like winter coat, Tim Boots, razor in the mouth, lean back. You feel, It gave me that shit. Remy not locked up, of course. This was before she shot the lady in the stomach. But you guys get what I'm saying, right? Allegedly. Yeah. Um, get, get along better was the, I think that is the international fuckboy record. And I feel like, this is where I'm going to stop, you know, because there is other records, but we got to get to the rest of the show. Get along better. Have fellas, have we ever been in a predicament? Because we about to get spicy on this. Where you, where you know when you meet the girl's friend that you didn't expect to be that bad because you're talking to the girl. But you see the girl's friend and you're like, damn, I don't think I like the girl as much. I'm going to try to finesse and do some shit or say some shit and I might get along better with the friend. Fellas, have we been there? Uh, well, D-Flow had to dip out, but... Um, okay. Have you I'm, been I'm, there? Uh, I'm glad that you asked this question because I was actually uh, thinking about asking this question last this week. This is why we're best friends. This is. This is why this we're is. best friends. Um, I was actually thinking about asking this question last week when the, when the whole album dropped and I was like, yo... I feel like every nigga has been here where you meet a girl, you meet a girl, a group of girls. A and group one of girls, of, correct. One of them is bold and one of them is like letting you know off rip. Or you fall for her independently. She doesn't do anything. But a lot of times is one of the girls is bold and kind of letting you, is throwing you some flavor. And you like, oh, word? And so you start to talk. Right. And later down the road, whether it be a couple weeks, whether it be a couple months, you start to realize that, yeah, shorty is cool, but the other girls that you met that day, one or two of them, you fuck with a little bit more than the one that you kind of, quote unquote, committed to being uh, romantic with. Because, yes, naturally, all of us try to... We try to observe the code, okay? Let's just yeah, keep it a stack. Yeah. We try to observe the code, whereas, like, if I'm fucking with one girl and she got a friend, she got a group of friends, I, I no longer can fuck with the friends. Like, I can only fuck with her, even if her friends are super bad. I didn't made my choice. I got to stick to it. Unfortunately, there are some very rare scenarios and situations. I don't know when... And this is probably the clip that might go viral or get the most attention um, because niggas probably haven't heard us talk like this in a while. But there right. are some situations where you fuck with the friend, you fuck with the girl, and you start having conversations with the friend, and you start to realize, damn, I really fuck with the friend a lot more. I'm going to keep it 100. <laughs> oh, God. This I've done it at least three times. I I, I know uh, I don't know if you can know the situations, but I I got at least three. Maybe situations one or two. I don't. Yeah, maybe one or two. Uh, yo, I'm about to say some real shit. God, this shit about to get crazy right now. Just with a dip though. Yo, 
Nah, you know what? I gotta save that for the Patreon. I can't do it. I can't do this. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. And I was this close from saying it. I can't do it. I will fuck my whole shit up right now. Well, I'm gonna say fucking do it. I will tell an old story. Oh my! I'll tell God. an old story, <laughs> and and then I guess we could we could keep some of these for Patreon. I'm we def- have to, bro. Almost fucked my whole shit. I definitely there's definitely a story. Oh my God. That said, this one has to go on Patreon because it's way too spicy. And if the, these niggas ever heard it, they would be tight. <laughs> they would be fucking upset. So this one is definitely going on Patreon. But the one that I'll share is this. What <laughs> else? Because we gotta give the listeners something. We gotta. Oh we can't let God. them. We can't keep telling them shit is on Patreon. We gotta give them some of this shit. So I'll tell a story. Um, back when uh. I was heavily on the rap scene and I was dropping music videos left and right. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was a young lady who I met as a model and I was like, oh, she's bad. Bold, fierce little thing, always in your face, flirty. And at the time I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I would I would see what's up. Never really got too, too far. We went on, I would say, one date that I would call an official date. Everything else was just like we would link up here and there. Um, fast forward, after knowing each other for a while, she's, she was cool. Um, not 100% my tea. Not 100%, but we cool. And then I got introduced to her friend's group. And uh, I don't know when... <laughs> and one of her friends is just was hilarious, mm. was a great conversationalist. She had a, was, she, she, she she had a fatter ass, didn't she? Ass was fatter, right? I mean, you could go yeah. there, but I'm I'm listen. It was more mental I than it was. Now. I, I, it, I remember now. It was more mental than it was physical. Um, and so <clears throat> the issue was. She was like all over the place with with with, with dudes. Like yeah, one moment yeah. she liked this dude, the next minute she mm-hmm. not. One moment, you know, I'm, I'm not even gonna go there. But one moment I'm helping in certain right. situations, other moments I'm not. And so, like the timing was just off from her, and I I never really like got into it with her. But it was like I definitely felt like I was getting along better. With her than with my initial choice. Of, Hence okay, why the see. song is called Get Along Better. Listen, Certified Lover Boy, y'all niggas knew what you With the title, they knew what they was trying to do. I will say this. I think that Certified Lover Boy is going to age well. I think oh, it's, it's going to age, well. age well. I think a lot of the critique that's happening now is what people are going to love about this in a couple of months. Because it's not going away. Drake is still promoting the shit. Um, He's still promoting that shit like crazy, actually. Actually. He, I yeah. mean, he just, today he just released, and I see what he's doing. He's figuring out different things to attach to his brand, which this nigga is fucking smart. He's literally taking all the fucking fan art that he probably got in the fucking mail, or he probably got sent to him digitally. He's fucking destroying his timeline with all of that shit. Bro, if that I'm is him, how, I'm, I'm coming up with a, a, a fragrance called Certified Loverboy. I'm coming up with, Facts. You gotta capitalize. Gotta capitalize. I'm coming up with a cologne, certified lover boy. Cause that's that's a 
This that saying I'm is coming lit. out. I'm coming out with a merch line, limited edition, certified lover boy. That's a fact. And a lot of these songs, then they're, they're gonna age better than I think a lot of people are kind of beating them up about Pipe now. Pipe Down is gonna age what that record is wild, son. That story? Oh, that storytelling is crazy. How deep I gotta dig for you to pipe down. That is some real shit, bro. Because that that song, honestly, for me, encapsulates many of the conversations we've had on this podcast where you are in a situation, and we've talked about this so many fucking times about who's who who spends on the first date or, you know, um how much money um, do you have to spend on somebody to, I guess, make this person feel like you're you're into them, or you know why women feel like men gotta do you know certain stuff uh, with money to prove that they like them for? So Drake bodied that like he literally got all of those types of conversations, put it in a song, and let it be known, nigga, I'm with you on that, nigga, I'm the certified lover boy, nigga, I've been through everything y'all niggas been through, facts, and that and that, <laughs> and that I will say is something else that I want to see from Drake moving forward in terms of. Some of these songs encapsulate shit that I feel like niggas between the ages of 20 and I'll go as far as 26 go through. Drizzy, Mm -hmm. you're 34, and the niggas that came up with you are in their 30s and late 20s. I need you to start to encapsulating some of the grown relationships that niggas are going through. Some of the grown arguments and conversations that you're having with women at older ages, at your later 20s and your later 30s, some of the shit that niggas will relate to in a different way. Because, like, uh, what was the what was the song? Like, even so, this this song, um, what you call it? Uh, the one about relating to the friend better. Um, yeah, uh, get along better. Get along better. Although it is something that I think a lot of us have been through, it's also a young nigga thing. Because the older yeah. you get, it's not to say that you don't get tripped up like that because it could still happen. But the older you get, the more you kind of be like, you know what? It ain't even worth it to to go down it's this route. Not jeopardizing or, a whole fucking friendship is wild. Or you you be able to have a conversation like, yo, this ain't working. Um <laughs> And a lot of the older women won't even fuck with you like that. If you fucked with a friend, she's like, nah, I'm not doing that. She's this definitely is a not young, gonna fuck with you. That's a young nigga shit. That is when you in your 20s. When girls are a little bit more like, mm, well, you know, if you and her didn't work out, then, you know, we could go on a little something, something. Older women Facts. not doing that. Older women are t- calling you a fuck nigga and telling you that you need. I need you to talk about arguments where you got to, n- nigga, you got to kick a nigga out. Somebody getting kicked out. You got to walk out the fucking apartment. Y'all not, you not sleeping over that night. You know what I mean? I need, you're dating somebody who has a child. I need you to talk about shit where it's like she wants you to treat her child. Maybe not this situation, but I'm sure you didn't dated a couple of women with children. But she wants you to treat her child like it's your child. And you like, but that's not Drizzy's child. That's what I need to start hearing from Drizzy. Some older conversations just like how Jay-Z matured in his music, just like yeah, how 444 yeah. Jay-Z is not American gangster Jay-Z, I, no, nope. I need to start hearing that from Drake. Because we're getting 23-year-old Drake on each of these albums, and you're 34. 
about either turning 34 or turning 35. You know what I'm saying? So some of you at this point, you should be having a little bit more mature relationships. And if not, then Drizzy, I don't ever criticize you. But if that's the case, then you need to start looking at something. And I'm not saying about age gaps and differences. It's industry shit is, is different as long as they of age. You know what I mean? Uh, it's different. Side, but s- Sidebar. Yes. I think Drake is depressed. Drake, Drake is definitely poetry, depressed. Champagne poetry. He was saying some dark shit about himself. I was like, whoa, what the what? I was like, wait, what the fuck? I mean, I, I don't, don't know. I don't really, I don't really hear this. Not <laughs> clinically depressed, but I do think that Drake has embraced that the fun aspect of mm-hmm. the industry is no longer there. Nope. He, nope. He, people are definitely nope. praying for Drake to fall off. People oh, can't hell. wait to say, see, this nigga is falling off. He's trash. Yeah. Yeah. When he and my eyes getting a little watery because again, it's, it's it's such a, you know, serious topic. You know, when he starts, you know, talking about, you know, suicide thoughts and, you know, shit like I'm like, whoa, whoa, what the f- what 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 what's happening? What what, what what's happening? You know, he's 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 in therapy. He said he's in therapy. I'm like, okay, he's in therapy. And then, you know, he starts talking like that. I'm like, oh, wait, are you in therapy? Because remember, what, two episodes ago, we talked about that kid that committed suicide. So I, you know, shit getting real. Um, Somebody some somebody that was, you know, very prominent um, in, uh, you know, like up and coming uh, artists uh, was gunned down fatally uh, yesterday. And he's no longer here. That's been all over Facebook all fucking morning. Uh, I'll talk to you about that more offline. But yeah, yo, it's, you know, I think that, you know, and it's crazy because as he was talking about that on Champagne Poetry, the beat starts to change. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smooth transition and then it starts to get a little dark and I'm just like, I wonder, like, if he goes to sleep sometimes, like, honestly, like, I'm not even trying to be funny. If he goes to sleep sometimes and he's like, yo, I named my album Certified Lover Boy for all of the fuckboy shit that I did. And I'm trying to encapsulate these moments in like little songs because like there was moments where that could have been my girl or that was my girl. And then, you know, the fame or not him, quote unquote, Drake, the Drake, whatever the Drake energy is that he associates himself with being um, the champagne poppy person, the you know, Air Drake nigga, the, you know, the the nigga that had a deal with Jordan to get his sneak. Did that nigga take away from Aubrey Graham? That's a good point. Was it worth it? Was it was it worth becoming a certified lover boy by breaking potential families that you could have had? And now all of these women, all the majority of the most um uh, women that have like a lot of notoriety in the game. You, I don't know how, you let these women slip out of your hands. Veen, uh, Serena Williams is in a productive and what appears to be a successful marriage and has a child. Uh, she's not pregnant yet, but I don't know, man. It's looking like Rihanna and, and fucking, you know, I personally hate to say it, but because I don't, I don't think he's the one. But that nigga, um, ASAP looking like he's the one. Yo, he's he's looking like he's the one. It's it's I it looks when, like when he I makes her very happy. See their photos, they look very yo. You can't fake that. 
I'm looks like, like he's making her very happy. Right. And I agree. I mean, oh, you had mentioned that you you think one of the songs is about Rihanna, and I definitely think yeah. it is. Hell fucking yeah. And I think that um if I'm not mistaken, I think Race My Mind is about Georgia Smith. I think it's mm. a I think that let me, wow. let me pull this shit up again. But he definitely has two songs that I feel like are somewhat associated. Yeah, you said fucking fans you think is associated fucking to Fucking fans is definitely about Rihanna. Son, listen to those lyrics, people. That nigga is hurt, but he caused it. And I think he really hurt Rihanna. I think I... I, I and this is about to sound crazy. Y'all, please don't take the shit out of context when you listen to the episode. This is about to be a crazy comment. I do not mean this in no disrespect. I'm just talking about the context of hurt. I think... Drake hurt Rihanna more than Chris Brown hurt Rihanna. Um, I mean, it was an older. I don't know. I don't know. I I wouldn't be able to call that heads or tails in terms of relationship. I think Rihanna would feel more comfortable being in a room with Chris Brown, which is kind of crazy to say, and them not doing anything, just them being cool or probably talking, having drinks, than Rihanna right now trying to discuss a record with Drake. Cause that's I, not happening for a I long time. I agree with that. I think, I yes, think I whatever am. happened between Rihanna and Drake, it, it's over. Because I I do believe over quarantine they were seen hanging out together. Um, but okay. Um, what I would say is I do feel like whatever broke them apart. Because if you remember, <laughs> Rihanna had a lot of interviews where she said like, "God bless Drake," but. I'm. You won't see me in a room with him in a minute. Like she basically. That's a fact. Like she said, not real verbatim like that, but that was the sentiment of what she said. It's like, yeah, me and Drake are not on that level, but um, hopefully, maybe one day we could be cool again. Like she said shit like that. So I do feel like whatever happened between the two of them was very impactful. It was impactful enough where she really was like, I do not fuck with this. Um, and I don't know what exactly it was. I, obviously, there's been rumors that, well, not rumors so much, but Drake has somewhat admitted in songs and uh, in, in in interviews to some extent that he cheated on That he on cheated Rihanna. on Rihanna. Yeah, bro, it's sitting the fucking pudding. This nigga is telling you. Yeah. I fucked up with the girl that would have given me every fuck. Because, you know, and again, this is no disrespect to the relationship that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky has. But this is what I feel. I feel that if Rihanna was still with Drake and Drake did not fuck up, we would literally, before our eyes, we would be seeing the next, the newer version of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, I fucking fact. promise and, you that. And I, I think you're 100% correct where that is still bothering Drake. Because oh, Drake, hell fucking yeah, bro. Drake mentioned on several songs how much it's like, yeah, my baby mama is a fluke or my baby mama, that wasn't supposed to happen, but I got my little man out of it, so it's cool. You don't talk like that. And Drake, there's no disrespect. There's no disrespect. You know we love you over here. But you don't Facts. talk like that if you are truly at peace with that situation. Nah, You're not. Nah. And the reason why I think he's upset is because he always knew what the game plan was. The yeah. game plan was to stay with Rihanna, 
and mm-hmm. you and Rihanna have that baby and see how mm-hmm. crazy both of y'all careers. Not well, to careers say that would have skyrocketed all over again. Not to say that your careers are, are, you know, having a child is based on like all of that is connected, but it's just the reality that if that was to have happened, both of them would have been in another stratosphere. Niggas would have been talking about, yo, is Drake and Rihanna going to do an album together? Is Drake, Rihanna, mm. Beyonce, and Jay-Z going to do an album together? Mm. Like, we're talking different if... Different. If, if Drake stuck to the plan. And I think Drake knows that he fucked that up. And it sounds like Drake... had The woman that he had his child with is the woman that he cheated on Rihanna with. And she yo. was the fan that he fucked. And Listen, Drake... I mean, um, I don't even know the lady's name. Uh, Drake Baby Mama, no disrespect to you, but honestly, you and that man having a baby together, there is like some type of weird, we, we can't see it, some fucking cloud that unfortunately, even though, you know, the child is beautiful, you know, we definitely love the boy, definitely want to see what the boy becomes. Um, obviously, he's going to become something great. But Drake tainted a part of his career, you know, that that he'll never get that shit back. That moment with him and Pusha T, when that that shit went left after Pusha dropped that record, that's when and the I whole game changed. That's partly why that shit hit so hard, too, is because <laughs> the whole game it, it hit on some of the things that Drake was probably feeling in terms of, oh, you are hiding your baby. Oh, you are hiding mm-hmm. this situation that happened between you and this young lady because I think maybe at the time Drake was figuring it out. Like, damn, I don't want people to know because partly in the back of his mind, maybe he was saying like, yo, I'm, there might be an opportunity to get back with Rihanna or there might be an opportunity to get back with whoever else that I'm seeing. So that- like, let me figure out what the fuck I can do regarding the publicity of this. And that brings us, ladies and gentlemen, to the conclusion of the Drake and Kanye segment. However, small tidbit, XAB, is there any woman out there that you wish you could have had a do-over with? That's a yes or no. That's an excellent question. Um, because I think that is parts of the the the, cert, the, the certified lover boy persona. You were you a lover boy. You do this, do that. But there's always chicks that you know. If you fuck with that chick the wrong way the first time, nigga, there is no second chances. You'll well, never first get of all, that girl back. There's never just a yes or no on this shit. This is a show. We gotta we gotta let <laughs> people know how we how we think about these things. But what I will say is, um, yeah. I think that there are a couple I think there are a couple of do-overs that I would want in terms of damn, I know I could have it's it's crazy though cuz it's hindsight, right? Like when some of the situations that I'm thinking about, I wasn't 100% sure if that person was into me. It wasn't until afterwards that like for instance, there's one situation that I'm thinking about in my mind right now where I'm like if I would have got this girl back then things Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been as complicated and it's only more recent that we both kind of put our feelings on the table but it's still complicated now because it's just like the it's not time it wasn't time to connect 
So I'm not even trying to go down that road. But if I was to have been able to be more open back in the day and just let yeah. her know, like, yo, I want to date you, then I feel like things would have been less complicated between the two of us. So that's a do-over I would have wanted. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a do-over. There's definitely one or two more do-overs, but I can't think of the exact one. There's another one that I know 100% would have been like a do-over that I would have uh, dealt with a little bit differently. Um, oh, well, and there's... I feel like if I would have handled a certain someone that uh, that you... you You've seen me around recently. Um, not recent in terms of like super recent, but within the last couple of months. Um, if I would have handled that situation differently, that might have blossomed into something more um, and so I probably would have tried to handle that a little bit different. But how about you? Yeah, I feel like I've definitely had my fair share of certified lover boy shit. Um, <laughs> some shit, some shit I know I probably had no business uh, even starting. And some shit I also had no business entertaining because, you know, we're going to keep it a stack on fucking dads and bow ties. It's not every fucking time I like a person, I'm in their inbox. I don't give a fuck what the fuck y'all hear. There have been women that came in my inbox and hollered at me too. And if anybody want to get spicy, I got the fucking receipts. Don't ever let me send a screenshot. Because we fucking up everybody's life after that. We going to jail tonight. We going to jail. We going to jail. <laughs> I promise you that. We go to fucking jail, girl. And you know who I'm talking about. All right? Over. Don't, don't. Don't, and Jesus, fuck around. It's like Moses and Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, just yeah. On, on a serious note, too. There's also girls that <clears throat> I found out recently that somebody that I mean, I know what I did, and it was it was fucked up. I can't even look in the camera straight, but it was it was it was it was fucked up, and. I, I, what I did was I, I basically I told her this last year what I did was I just basically I made up a lie just so that she would stop talking to me I don't even do shit like that I, I, I literally made up a lie and she was like no 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 I didn't make up a lie I told her something that I knew would get her upset and then she asked me, why would you say that to me? And I said, because I wanted you to stop liking me. And she said, I fucking hate you for that. That is disgusting. And to this day, we're not even talking. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, Damn, that was a bad I move. Fuck that, that up. That was a bad. I don't know why you would do something like that. Yeah, I see, and the reason was, why I'm being a little bit was, harsh. That was, that was horrible. The reason why I'm being a little bit harsh is we got to we got to let people know that we because there's this consensus that men don't keep men accountable. I don't know where y'all niggas got that shit from, but um, I'm not here to debate that. Maybe y'all know some niggas that just don't do that. But here on Glasses, oh, not, damn, I'm, I'm exposing shit that's coming up. But here on Dad Hatch, <laughs> we, we definitely hold each other accountable. Yeah, that was fucked up, bro. That, that's, not, yeah. that's not the way to do it. But, I mean, listen, part of being a certified lover boy or, or, or feeling like maybe that's what you are, not every nigga that feels that they're certified lover boys actually won. Some but of these niggas are not certified lover boys. Part of feeling like that, um, 
you're going to fuck up. And I think it's just, it's, it's a growth process. Like, everyone is human. And, and we're all learning ourselves while trying to learn other people. And sometimes you are attracted to somebody before you know them. And once you get to know them, you realize that shit ain't it. And sometimes vice versa. And then sometimes it's just like your paths are just crossing in different ways. I think a lot of the young women that I've dated, it just if I would have met them maybe a couple years earlier, a couple years later, shit, shit would have went different. But because I met them when I met them and some of them were going through shit, sometimes I wasn't open enough. I think when it comes to me, and it, as a certified lover boy, you got to understand what your part in the situation is too. With me, what I'm starting to realize is when certain young women wanted me to be open and vulnerable, when it was time where it felt like the relationship or the situationship or whatever we was doing was supposed to get deeper, I clammed up because maybe... If I'm keeping it a stack, digging deeper into me, at the time, I wasn't ready to be open with another individual as much as I thought. And this is something I've been saving to uh, release later, but I'm going to just say it on the show. Transparency, being able to talk about anything, being able to be open regarding conversation is not the same thing as being vulnerable with somebody else. Let me say it again for the niggas in the back. Being transparent, which I think me and Distinguished, I think we are very transparent. You can come up to us and you can ask us anything and we'll have the conversation with you and have an open conversation. Of course, every now and then I'll be silly and be like, I don't know, nah, I mean, I ain't really. But for the most part, we can have any type of conversation. And I think that that's what a lot of women fall in love when it comes to me. A lot of women from speaking with them they love having conversation with me. And my conversation alludes to me being a very open and gentle soul. And I think I am a gentle soul, but doing some of the work that I've been doing in this last six months of just focusing on myself and, and physical improvement, mental improvement, spiritual, etc., one of the things that I came to the conclusion about is you are probably not as open vulnerably as you should be when you are attempting to add somebody else in your life. So as the relationship progresses and you get six months in and you get a year in and you're still on that same emotional level with somebody where they feel like they don't know you emotionally, they don't know you, they don't know what, what hurts, they don't know what makes you laugh. They don't know what makes you cry. They know it on a surface level, but they don't know anything else that's there or they don't feel connected in that way. Whether it's information or not, there's a connection that needs to be there. When people don't feel that, then that's on you. You're probably closed in a way that is not allowing certain people in. And so, like, that's what I learned about myself. I don't know if you got anything from being a certified lover boy. Uh, Yeah, I I think that uh, with me... um. <clears throat> I'm trying to I'm trying to not fully give somebody my all <clears throat> the way I know I could because in the back of my mind I know what that looks like in the wake of heartbreak. 
And every time I feel I'm getting close to really liking somebody a lot or I like them, I put something up because I'm like, what I felt from, you know, being in a long relationship for so long and then not being in it and then dating new people because I'm dating a new person now, it's uh, it's hard because you want to let them in just as much as you see them into you. Mm. And it's still, there's still pieces of you that you are holding on like a fucking leash because you are afraid. And then the fear... Man, y'all getting a real fucking episode. The fear of being with somebody and then, boom, meeting somebody fucking else and then it just fucking clicks. And now you have to deal with that because you already in some... Yo, it's crazy, man. I mean, I get... I, I def, That first piece that you said really resonates. And I think the second piece... um. Yeah, I mean the second piece is just see that that second piece is that fear of missing out, that that FOMO as as they call it. And I think the understanding from that is just knowing that you may come across something that catches your eye at any point in time like that happens. But that all all things that shiver shimmer it aren't gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's going to be a, a lot real of, fact. There's going there's going to be a lot of things that 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 first two months is going to make you question maybe the three years you've been with somebody, but it's because it's that first two months all over again. <laughs> um, so, so like, you know, there's that aspect of it. And that's, that's not to challenge what you're saying. Um, that's just to add some, some more to it because it does happen that you end up like, I feel like that might be part, part of why sometimes I don't commit so quickly. It's just like, not so much that I'm always looking for something better, but sometimes you just know that ain't it. And it's like, yo, I like oh, you shit. on a certain <laughs> level, but there are aspects or components of you that are coming out while we're dating that are letting me know I can't commit to this fully. And and it sounds crazy on one extent, but I'm talking about real shit. I'm talking about, yo, me and you went on a date and you bugged out over... X, Y, and Z, and you was wilding with the waitress. Like, why are you acting like that? Like, I can't, I can't commit to you if you got anger issues like that, or you feel like you could treat people like that, or we're having a conversation and we get into an argument, and instead of just respectfully disagreeing or, or getting out of the argument, you calling names, you throwing shit, you getting loud. I can't commit to that. I still like you, and now I gotta, you know either make a decision if we're going to continue or not. But in the interim, I know I can't commit to what you just showed me, but I still like you. And sometimes dealing with those conflicting emotions are hard. I've dealt Facts. with too many situations where I really like somebody. There are aspects of them that I really like. And because there were aspects that I really like, I gave second and third and fourth chances hoping that it was like, all right, they don't know that I'm not going to fuck with this. So let me bring it to the table. I'm not going to fuck with that. I don't know what that outbreak was or outburst was, but I don't fuck with that. So if we're building something, 
how can we move past or how can we make sure that this doesn't get to that point again? And if they can't get there, then I just come to the conclusion like, all right, maybe this is just sex because I can't fuck with that in a relationship. Mm. This can't mm. be a relationship because I can't commit to that. Or I right, maybe right. this is just we going on dates and it is what it is, but I'm going to keep my options open because I can't commit to what I just saw. And you know I can't commit to it because I brought it to your ta- to the table. And I said, hey, if we're going to get into a serious realm, I don't know what's up with that. But cursing me out when I'm not cursing you out, I don't curse people out. Like, doing all that or trying to hit me, I'm not doing that. So, Yo. like, I, I always think about, there's always, there's two that things that I always to, think about. That trying to hit me shit is wild. There's two things that I think about when I think about committing to somebody. One, how will we be able to role model our relationship to our children? And two, are we able to go from one point to another point? So if we go from from bad, can we go from bad to good? And if we end up in bad, are we both actively working to get to good? And then there's one more. There's actually one more. The final thing that I think about is when you get upset, do you intentionally try to hurt me? And that is different than when you get upset, are you emotional and you do some emotional shit and now I'm tight because you didn't do some shit that I don't fuck with. That's different from when you get mad at me, do you see a nigga on the corner or do you go out with your girls and you see a nigga at the club and you say, I know if I cheat on this nigga, it's going to make him bug out. But we had that argument, so fuck that nigga. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to let him know I cheated just to see him get tight and get mad because he made me mad. I can't be with someone like that. So when you do some of the inner work, it's not only about those people. Now you have to look back at you and say, well, why do you keep choosing those people? Why? Maybe you're choosing those people because you're not ready to really be vulnerable with somebody. So you pick the situations that you know will fail. Because you, until you get to a point where you actually want something to work, you're picking those things that fail. Welcome to my motherfucking TED Talk. Facts. All right, so All right. We, we get the fuck up out of here, uh, Matrix 4 got no Lawrence Fishburne in it. He says he doesn't know why the fuck um, he's not in the movie. Nobody ever reached out to him. How we feeling, bro? Uh, it's... <laughs> Nigga, we know there's more to the story. You were in one of the big... This is one of the biggest blockbuster franchises of all movies. Of all movies. Of, like, all time. It's the fucking Matrix. This is the ma- we're not talking about a regular-ass movie that had regular-ass fighting and regular-ass scenes. This is one of the first fucking movies. You see a niggas dodge bullets and, and stopping bullets from hitting them with their fucking hand. This nigga Neo was like Jesus. He was the one. And, and, and Morpheus was God. So we're not going to play these fucking games, okay? Somebody knows what happened. And it's probably not Lawrence Fishburne because he's not in it. So he definitely don't know what the fuck happened, okay? But it's looked like it's going to be a fire movie. Uh, it, it looks like it's set to hit um, around the same time he comes out with John Wick 4, which is very fucking... Uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be a very rich... Uh, he's, he's already beyond wealthy. But I'm talking about like this is going to be... Two movies starring him as the main character 
it, it's different. I don't know, son. That's a different fact. Keanu Reeves is blessed. And Keanu Reeves, for those who really don't know, he has lived, he's had a rough life. That man has had a very rough life. That's a different back. Um, this, yeah, this is unfortunate news to me. I, I hope somehow, some way, Lawrence Fishburne is brought back into the series. I don't know if maybe this is like some way of storytelling. Um, and maybe that's why they didn't loop him in on this first one. I'm sure. I'm sure they're gonna try and do a trilogy again. And maybe the mm-hmm. big surprise is somehow Morpheus returns in the second movie or third movie. But um, they have the dude who played Candyman as Morpheus as of now, which is cool. I, I see that, and I'm like, I, I don't. It doesn't work because Morpheus. I don't know. Was, we're used to Morpheus being older than neo so to have a younger dude who is training you is an interesting take i i think that like you said it looks like it's fire and i like the direction that it's going so um maybe all will be revealed when the movie comes out and maybe it'll make sense in the end for all we know Lawrence fishburne is in the movie he's fucking lying and that's another thing that happens often (laughs) so yeah, we'll 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 see what happens. Uh what we are tired of seeing what will happen is Safari and Erica. So I think that this is a great example. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you that are quick to jump into your friends' relationships when you see shit go down the drain and tell your friend, this is why this nigga ain't shit. This is why this chick wasn't shit. I think Erica and Safari are prime examples as to why you shouldn't do that shit. These niggas seem to be back together and seem to be having a grand old time. I I don't I don't know what else to make of it, bro. But I know this is one of your bags uh, regarding staying outside of niggas' relationships. So yeah, it's please, important concert. that we do that shit. I have I have nothing more to say on this uh, because we've been talking about this in our private group chat. Um, you know, more of the story is I honestly will never say nothing crazy about no celebrity again. That ass. I mean, I'll say what I say on a podcast, but generally speaking, now nah, I'm good. We fucking see J Lo and uh fucking uh Ben Affleck, and they've been broken up for like 14, 16 years, and they back together like fucking everything is peaches and cream out this bitch. It's it. it if I was their exes, I would be looking at. No, if I was Alex Rodriguez, I would be looking at her crazy right now. Crazy. I got my peaches out in Georgia. I don't know. Uh, now that that J Lo, um, A Rod, Ben Affleck situation is definitely <laughs> a little, little interesting. I would love to know the details of that because we are definitely missing a piece of the puzzle. The oh, way a that it just fucking piece missing, bro. The way that the transition from him to, I mean, her transitioning from him to Ben. Is just wild crazy. So that either means that they have been broken up or unhappy with each other for a longer period of time than we, the public, knew, or J Lo just was on her gigolo shit, or I don't know. But there is definitely a ginormous piece of the puzzle missing as to how this is just so seamless to back to Ben Affleck, and they look like they are going strong. But um. What doesn't seem to be going strong is 29 artificial ingredients that Burger King has decided 
it is going to rid itself of 120 artificial ingredients. And the reason behind it, they said, is to make their food more authentic and um, more fresh and more we're getting into this organic era. Do you think this Mm -hmm. is something that we are going to see become a thing with fast food? Um, With a few store chains, uh, yes, because we've already seen the decline happen. Listen, bro, this 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 whole thing started with fucking the E. coli breakout years ago with Taco Bell. That is where this whole entire shit is stemming from. And from then, as the years have progressed, different chains and different franchises, we've seen certain things happen to pe- either people finding things in their food and or feeling sick after eating certain foods. And now, um, you know, the, the most latest one prior to Burger King is when we discussed Subway with the bread. You got Subway so, with the bread. I think either McDonald's or Wendy said something about, I think it was McDonald's, said something about authentic uh, chicken. Yes. Yep. Moving towards authentic chicken. That's Um, the place we headed in. Veganism veganism fucked up the industry. Like, vegans fucked up the industry. You also got to take into account these niggas are basically telling you that the food was fake beforehand. Yeah. That's what they're really saying, which got me like, yo. Yo, y'all really fucked up. Fake and processed. So, you know, processed food, uh, that study came out not too long ago about hot dogs taking like 36 minutes or 36 seconds off your life for every hot dog you eat or some shit like that. Um, And basically it was saying that processed food really takes years off your life. So, you know what I mean? Y'all do what y'all want with that information. And before we get out of here... I know we said this over and over, and hopefully we can really be done with this fucking topic because it, it is it is getting it's getting annoying. No- yeah, it's getting annoying. Nauseating at this point. But um, Biden uh, came out last week and said that he will try to mandate that all corporations um, that have over a hundred employees will either have to get the vaccine and or get tested weekly in order to maintain safety in workplaces. Um, I'll say my piece, as y'all already know, um, I'm okay with the vaccine. I'm not okay with trying to mandate. And again, this is the thing. They're not fully legally See, now they're starting to, to play uh, legal flip-flops, and I don't like it. Legally, there's one thing on book from 1938 where a state dictated that if OSHA, or uh, I think it was OSHA, if OSHA deemed that it was a health and safety situation that you could mandate vaccine, but it was only state. It wasn't federal. There's no federal precedent that this exists, which is why... The federal, like the federal government, typically does not mandate things of this nature. Um, you haven't really seen that too often, um, if ever. And so now with this, they're trying to rely on that precedent from the state. They're not relying on a, a actual federal uh, precedent to try and say that this is something that can happen. The other thing about it is it's not a full mandate because there's an option there, the option to get tested weekly. 
Um, but I I feel like this is an overreach. I don't think that it's necessary to to do this at all, any way, shape, or form. You're essentially for a lot of companies, a lot of companies that have already deemed okay, vaccine is cool in their eyes. They don't have no issues with people getting the vaccine. You're basically telling them y'all y'all are on notice to lose your job because for those who don't want to get uh, the vaccine, the testing every week type thing is is almost is almost guaranteed that you're gonna fuck that up. Somehow, some way, some shape, some form at some point. And then you're going to lose pay and or get suspended and or get fired. And so that is just way too much of the government reaching into people's personal lives, in my opinion. It's going to happen like one one day. Like, can you imagine one day 50 fucking or 100 employees? They just forget that that day was the day they were supposed to go get the COVID test and you can't go to work. And then by the time you go get the test, now you got to wait a whole fucking whatever for the result. At least two days because they don't want you to get the rapid. They only want PCR, which takes like Mm. one to two days, depending on where you go. So, yeah, bro. I mean, you sent an article where it was saying a lot of uh, a lot of uh, healthcare workers are deciding not to go to work. And so. Now there's a pause on delivering babies. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I don't even know what that really means. I saw that like, oh, I don't know. That that sounds wild. That does not sound like that's good at all. Yeah. So, nah. This um to me it's an overreach. I don't I don't fuck with it. Yeah, it's definitely an overreach and uh ha, huh, I hate to say it, but uh I'm 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 getting torn between a rock and a hard place. There is a possibility, ladies and gentlemen, that I may be getting that vaccine. <laughs> I I really, uh, in the words of the weekend, I feel it coming. I I feel it coming. I and and I'm the unfortunate su- the unfortunate piece though is, I'm presuming part of it is not your natural choice. No, hundred percent to. To do it now, granted, I, like I said, I, I've done my research on the vaccine. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Um, and you know, over years, we'll either become more comfortable with with getting this vaccination, or magically some shit will will pop up. Cool, whatever. We can, you know, we can get back into that debate at any time, um, in the future. But overall. The idea of feeling like, damn, if I don't do this, I won't be able to feed myself or my family. That's just too much of an overreach and a precedent that I don't think anybody wants to set in terms of anything. Whether it's a vaccine or next thing you know, niggas saying you need to have this stamp or that or you need to have a, a X, Y, and Z. Or otherwise, you can't get into your workplace or you can't get into your building. You need to give us your fingerprint or you can't get into your, your apartment building, which happens in China, certain parts of China. Yeah, wild. Facial wild. recognition, you need to give us your face. Otherwise, you can't get into your workplace. Like, that's where it becomes dicey. It's not so much the vaccine, but all of the mandates and or ways that they're trying to dictate society through this, this vaccine. 
through saying this is a self uh, uh, health and safety issue, and so we need to take such broad measures. Same shit y'all niggas pulled with 9-11. This was, and I'm not saying that 9-11 didn't happen. 9-11, the memorial just passed. I would never, um, and RIP to all those who lost their, their lives on that day. But the government overreach that came from 9-11 definitely is a thing. We're not going to act like it's not. And what I'm talking about is TSA and fucking cameras everywhere. And them making it seem like that is acceptable acceptable behavior from a government. And it's, it's, it's just not. That ain't it. So, yeah, that that's how I feel about this fucking situation here and um oh ha- yo yeah, TSA is wild right I don't now. know bro just just a lot of overreach in my opinion yeah definitely a lot of overreach um you know it it it, it, it is fucking with me and I'm I'm not going to say the the reason on air cuz that's definitely for the bros um but <sighs> Yes, I'm I'm just like at a point where it's like I don't think I've reached the end of the road, but there like there's a few things. This has nothing to do with traveling, by the way, so don't don't try ever come for me. I will if it meant that you would you just wouldn't see me travel. I'd just be doing shit online every fucking day. I, I could still be a talent. You just see me online. Um but it's it's a career path. And this career path I may fucking have to just suck this shit up. It's an industry that I've been trying to get into since 2014. And it looks like I'm finally about to get my opportunity. And I'm I'm so fucking conflicted because I'm like, part of me was like, yo, I, I, I just wish I, I fucking was a rapper or like a superstar already. I just wish I just had the money because I, I, I wouldn't even be fucking thinking about it. Like, see, now this is the shit that be making me be like, Yo, niggas should have blown already. We should have just fucking made it because thinking about this shit is adding way too much fucking stress to my life, bro. But that's the... I can't that's the, fucking do this shit. That's son. the classism there, God, though. Yeah. That's niggas the be classism. behind this shit. The classism that comes from shit like this. Like, now we're sitting here and there's niggas that have XYZ amount of money not even thinking about this shit because it's like... right. <laughs> Nigga, I'm I am my business. Like so <laughs> Okay, you wanna have these niggas get vaccinated, cool. But I can Not just me. chill. Right. <laughs> but now and that it'd still be a personal decision whether they want to or not. Everybody else that's under a certain tax bracket, nigga, you either getting vaccinated or you gonna fuck up and miss a day and fuck up your check, or you gonna it. fuck up and uh Keep getting your nose, and they probably getting the roughest nurses ever to go and do these shits, so that you finally be like, "Yo, I can't do this shit. I'm not gonna do this every fucking day." Um, let me just get this this shot real quick. It's about convenience, and it's it seems whether it is or not, it would feel like a an experiment on society and the bending and breaking point of people in terms of. All right, well, how far do we can we push it before niggas finally say we'll do what the government wants us to? Like, if we start take if we start fucking with their jobs, if we start fucking with their ability to go into entertainment, 
centers and stuff like that. Like, how far can we push this shit? And that's what it feels like. Whether the intention is that or not, I can't. I'm not in the higher ranks of government to know, but it definitely feels like that, and I can't fuck with that. So, um, enough on this bullshit. I'm uh, I'm tired of it. Um, what's the tough knot, broski? First and foremost, um, shout out to my partner, my girl, Rosa. Uh, we had an amazing experience uh, a few weekends back, about two weekends back um, in Nantucket. And we went on a hiking trail. And she must know me so fucking well because she knows how much I love the earth. And she knows how much I talk. You know, we, we've had several conversations about global warming as we have on this podcast. And... Um, the, the, the trail basically was about, um, the erosion, you know, that's been taking place in Nantucket and, you know, what's to come with global warming. And we had a very, um, thought provoking, um, travel guide. Um, his name is Peter. Shout out to Peter. Um, Peter, don't know if you're going to listen to this whole fucking thing, (laughs) but I definitely want to say uh, shout out to you. Um, Peter did something. I'm not going to say what he did. I'm not trying to um, impede on the business, but I gave him a suggestion for his business. And he actually took the suggestion and he implemented it in his business. And I thought that shit was fire. (laughs) Bro, I thought it was, bro, he just emailed us what I suggested he do and he did it. And then he said, you know, he, he was thanking me via her, like, yo, you know, thank your boyfriend for this. And that that shit melted my heart, bro, because, you know, and now going into the tough knot. It's important that we try to understand that we have various people who come from various backgrounds. You know, Peter is a white man, identifies as a Caucasian, and I am obviously African-American you know, identifying as a identifying as, as a black man. And we talked about a lot of things that we both shared and compared, like we both related to. And I was like, if I grew up out here or if I lived out here, me and him would probably be really good friends because we 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 just connected. Like there was no issue. I didn't see skin color. I just saw another person, another human being, and we just had a humanistic conversation about what's happening to our earth that we all collectively have taken part in destroying in a lot of aspects but long story short i just wanted to shout him out um you know shout out to you peter god bless you and i hope that things start to really generate and take off for you with the business i know you know we had a lot of conversations about you know tourism and you know things dealing with covid but uh you know shout out to you brother um, but yeah, man, just we we it's important that we acknowledge our differences, but highlight our qualities, highlight the things that we share in comparison. What would dad say? That was beautiful, by the way. Um, and this is kind of going to connect to that. Um, I was having a conversation with the good brother G Manage. Shout out to G Manage. Facts, um, facts. And we were talking about how this world just seems so divided lately. It seems like the powers that be, and I don't mean that in terms of conspiracy, but just in terms of energy, the powers that be are are converging 
on this idea of separatism. And it's vaccinated versus unvaccinated. You wear a mask or you don't wear a mask. You're Republican or you're Democratic. And all these titles and racism, sexism, sexual orientations, all this shit used to say you're in that group and I'm in this group. And not only just say, hey, we're in different groups, but you're in that group and that group is fucked up or sus or something's wrong or uh, it's just not the right group. Instead of it being like, that's just another different group of human beings. And so we have to start. There, Nobody else is going to do it. It seems like, it almost seems like if I do want to talk conspiracy, it almost seems like the country is comfortable. But I don't think it's conspiracy. I just think it's the energy of people right now. I think people want to fight one another. And I'm not talking about civil war. I'm just talking about people like sitting in their own camps and, and arguing or complaining about the next person. People like to say, oh, I'm straight. Let's complain about the gay people. And, oh, yeah, at least I'm not that. People like being a man and complaining about women or being a woman and complaining about men. It's like all we see on social media is the differences. You, you rarely see the highlights of positivity from people working together from these subgroups that don't really exist in, in reality. But you don't see a lot of the, yo, the black and the white people together getting this law changed. It's always the white people want this law and the black people don't want this law and there's, there's friction. The gay people want this law and the straight people don't want this law and it's friction. The men don't want this law and the women want this law. And so now we got to hate each other. We have to get past that. We have to get to a point where we are able to sit in rooms, have disagreements, but come to solutions and resolutions about shit. I can disagree, but let's talk about this a little bit more. And, oh, you know what? Nah, I fuck with what you said here. So maybe we could start here and, and build on this end. This world doesn't have time for us to just bicker over bullshit. We don't have time. Our children don't have time. Definitely and don't have no fucking time. Something needs to change soon. Soon. Um, because we're running out of time. And and that's the joke that nobody wants to fucking talk about is while we bicker about vaccinations and not vaccinating and while we bicker about uh, people's rights and all these things matter. I'm not saying that these things are trivial, but what I'm saying is we all know that in some instance there is a common ground that we can reach. And so without us being able to do that, then we're just going to keep spinning our wheels until we don't have any wheels. And that's kind of where we are. It's been another episode of Dad Has to Bow Ties. We out. P- peace.